Join OTP as we talk with outstanding vocalist Jay Nunn. He takes us on a journey from the Apollo Theater, popular music shows, and serving his country with the Navy Band Northwest. Next on OTP. And thank you so much for coming on OTP. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the business here. 12 years old. First of all, do you remember being 12? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I remember being 12. Okay. 20, it was like 20 years ago, 21 years ago. There you now, go. They want. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so talk to our audience, because you have an extensive background. Is I want to take our time so the audience just can follow along. You're 12 years old. What in the world is happening? Oh man. Um, I guess I guess honestly it started the the love of music started way before 12. Okay. Um, so my mom was a uh a flute player and a, a singer and um she played she sang in a Bible study choir. So when I was born, I pretty much was like already like just around the choir and the, the gospel choir and the gospel band like all the time, like super super young so i think that's where it like it really really started um in terms of like developing the ear and just the love for like listening to music and like the sound of different different types of music um but 12 years old is where i started like taking it like seriously like i finally like you know joined the teen choir and um at bible study and uh started trying to you know step out and you know get over stage fright and try and like perform in in a singer's capacity you know um i want to touch on a couple of things there first of all let me go to the ear i mean without getting too technical mm -hmm. uh there you go you're you're trying to get that ear in tune pardon the pun uh were you taking piano lessons or how was that happening I uh, I started off actually playing violin when I was eight years old. Okay. Um, I started playing violin, and then, like less than a year after that, I started dancing. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where, like, before I was talking, it was like listening to my mom in gospel choir, and then it was playing in orchestra. I played in orchestra from like eight years old to like I was about like nineteen or so. Okay. Um, and I danced from about nine years old till I was about maybe like 20, 21, somewhere up in there. So yeah. that's where like that's where the fundamentals like started with like dancing was more so rhythm and and hits. And um, right. the the violin was just like, you know, orchestra and ensemble and, and blending and and just, you know, just trying to learn the, the instrument and seeing how it, it, it uh, operates in that that structure or whatever. But. That's right. where my ear like really started getting developed. Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily start off like, oh man, I gotta sing. Like <laughs> immediately, like first, it was just something fun I love to do. Like with with my mom or at right. the crib with my my siblings or whatever. Like you know, like so it wasn't anything serious at first. And it gave you that those fundamentals at the beginning foundation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What, what kind of, I'm curious, um, you mentioned your mom. What's her name? What's mom's name? Mom's name is Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia, there you go. Shout out to Cynthia. I hope she, hey, mom. Yeah. Hey, mom. Don't forget to subscribe, mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so what what kind of um I want to get an idea of you and home. First, do you have siblings? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have an older brother. He's about seven or eight years older than me. Then I have an older sister who's about four or five years older than me. And then I have a younger brother. Um, and we're like a year, year and a half apart. Um, busy, busy, uh, busy home life <laughs> when we were, we were younger. Definitely a busy home life. Do they pl play or sing or perform? Um, my older brother actually can sing a little bit. Um, he's autistic, so it took him a little while to like, you know, like form right. speech and and stuff. Yeah. Um, we were younger, but he was super musical. Like even before he could like really like talk and like communicate like that. Like he already kind of like had that ear. So. Right. Um, my older brother, he sang in choir and stuff. My um, my older sister is a phenomenal dancer. She still dances to this day, but she was like literally like the black ballerina. Like when we were <laughs> we were younger, like she was just she could get the leg all the way up behind her head. She could do like fifty Chanel turns. She could do point, um, jazz, hip hop, tap. She could do everything. Um, she still dances now. We could never really get her on that that microphone though. My, me and my mom tried when I was younger, and it just wasn't. It wasn't taken. Um, uh, but she's 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 dope. She's a super dope dancer. She's super dope at like art and graphic graphic uh, graphic design. Like she can draw and do stuff like that and paint. She's like super dope at that. Right. Um, and my younger brother, he can he can sing a little bit. He also has the ear. Um, but he's more of like I guess you would say like the rapper of the of the family. But he try he tries to sing like every now and then like he has the ear and he can put melody together and he can songwrite a, a good little bit but that voice is just not really like the the most pleasant to listen to <laughs> but you know he's, he's got he's got something over there yeah. you know, more than most more than most i would say if he watches this now we're not shading him you know it's it's yeah we always we always be uh, beating each other up with, with with jokes and stuff so he, he knows what i'm talking about yeah yeah there it's you all go. love it's all love so your mom and you are at home singing and and i got the feeling you're doing a lot of um of of those fundamentals at church talk a little bit about that um uh, Bible study choir, I definitely learned how to listen um, intently very well before I started like singing. So like, you know, when you're in rehearsal, you're trying to figure out like they'll pass out like a lyric sheet and then the choir director will be like, all right, sopranos, you're going to start up here. Altos, you're going to start here. You know, tenors, <laughs> you start here. So you kind of you kind of know, OK, if you're the male voice. So you're going to be on the bottom most of the time. You know what I mean? So. Right. Um, she'd be like, all right, we'll sing all through it all together. And then we'll break it down. We'll have like just the sopranos sing like half of this song. Then the altos just sing half of the song. And then the tenors sing half of the song. So I'm already learning harmony, like at a super young age. Like, I'm like, oh, this is easy. I can pick this out of the air. Like at any time. Cause I've, I've been around it for, for years as a child, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's, that's what I, um, owe most of my, my, my ear attributes to i guess or my ear growth or whatever ear power because i just spent so much time listening before i actually tried to sing any anything like i was just always listening to them right yeah. so yeah. it gave yeah. you it gave you that foundation there at an early age a very strong foundation because I, I know a lot of um 
I met a lot of like solo singers who couldn't really hear harmony that well or couldn't harmonize with someone like in a like small group situation. And I used to be like, how could you like, how could you not, like, how can you not hear it? And they're like, yeah, I didn't grow up singing like with a whole bunch of people or trying to layer harmonies in the studio or nothing like that. And to me, that's like, just like completely foreign. Cause I like, I've always been around harmony in one way or another, whether it was in orchestra or if it was in, you know, gospel choir. Right. Right. Now that brings me to uh, a couple of things. Um, you talked about you playing the violin. Uh, any other instruments that you you started developing in at that time? Um, a few years down the road, I'd say probably like into middle school, start of high school, I started uh, teaching myself piano, <laughs> and it was hilarious. I had my mom buy me this little like toy, like uh, I think it was Kiyosaki. <laughs> Uh, like toy Kiyosaki piano, like didn't barely have two octaves on it. And the, the keys were like literally like as small as you like smaller than a pinky. Like, so I'm just trying to just play little chords on here, like following along with like John Legend and Music Soul Child songs. And I'm like, look, mom, I learned like, I don't even know what chord this is, but it sounds like the one they're playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Yeah. So yeah. That's where, that's where the piano started. And then like, I want to say like around like my early 20s, I started picking up on um, uh, rhythm guitar, like just okay. trying to learn chords and stuff. So because my goal was just to be able to accompany myself, you know, like right. not really try and be like no really crazy piano or guitar player or nothing like that. I'm like, I'm gonna at least know how to play chords and maybe do a, a teeny tiny bit of soloing or noodling like in between or whatever. Right. You know? So. Yeah. So now did. That leads me to, did you at that point, at that early age, did you have a feeling that you did want to sing and perform as a living? Or was it just you were just flying by the seat of your pants? No, nah, I, I knew I knew pretty much the first time I like sang with a, a group of people, I knew that I wanted to be like a solo artist one day or or a songwriter or some I wanted to be some type of artist in that realm like I wanted to be like like a music soul child or a John Legend or a, <laughs> Usher or who you know I wanted to be like those those guys like around like 12 13 years old so I started right. doing whatever I could to like move in that direction you know yeah yeah at, there you go time, you know. there you go so now that leads us all I got to say is one word apollo <laughs> take, take us take us to that experience and and I, and, and you, wait a minute now you uh you were singing in some groups in high school if i heard if i got that right yes i was singing in um i was probably singing in like three choirs in high school and then i was in a boy band too in in high school as well that kind of like it turned into like a, it was like a side group. We would do like little vignettes here at the chorus concerts and stuff. Like the choir director would let us do like our own thing or whatever. He's like, all right, I'm gonna let these kids do their own, their own little thing. Cause they're pretty cool. They're pretty dope. So, um, yeah, and eventually yeah. that turned into us like starting like a, a boy band type of thing, like outside of, there outside you go. Of school. um, I got to ask you a question though. Cause I'm, I meant to ask this before yeah. we started, but what does OTP stand for? On the podium. You are on the podium right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> you on the podium. 
the podium. There you go. Oh, I get okay. okay. <laughs> you're not following me because I can't conduct for real. Like, yeah, I, I give you one. That's about it. You get one. <laughs> you get the, hey, Miles said, just get on the one. That's all. <laughs> hey, I can, I can get on the one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this in from the editing. So. <laughs> yeah. I had go. to know, though. I had to know. I was like, I can't be on the show, and I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So now you got the boy band. You've been in some choirs. Mm -hmm. And now you're coming out of high school. What what happens? Um, let me go back to Apollo before I, before yeah. I forget, because that was like the first, that was like the first, like, major thing that I did in my, in my um, career, like, period, like, I literally was like not even two years in and I'm like somehow <laughs> my, my little black behind ended up on the famous Apollo stage like in heart now for the listeners let's let's set the place mm -hmm. go ahead where where are we talking about in heart in Harlem okay. in Harlem like they're outside of the Apollo selling Newports and and CDs and DVDs and and, and and the streets is mean and dirty and they like if you, you don't care how old you are we don't care what race you are we don't care what you identify as if you That's boo boo right. you boo boo and we're gonna, we're gonna boo you we're gonna boo you <laughs> so, and they put me in the adult round they didn't even put me in the kid the kids round they put me in with the adults like they were like. Your um your voice has already changed. You're a teenager, and um you're not a little kid anymore. And our eyesight, you're gonna be going against the adults. What so age? I, what age was that? I was 14, 15, 14, 15, somewhere somewhere in in, in there. Um, <laughs> but how did you? How did you? Did you audition? Did somebody come knock on your door? I I auditioned. My my mom and I drove from Virginia Beach up to up to Harlem. Um, it was just me and her. And um, we they were having like an open call. I think the way I found out about it, though, was I did this talent show in Virginia Beach called. Uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but I remember it was at like the Virginia House of Comedy or the Virginia Beach House of Comedy or something like that. OK, we should have had my mom on here to fact check, check me. <laughs> she, always, she always she remembers everything that like every single one of her kids do. I'm like, I don't know how you do this. It comes uh -huh. with it comes with the territory of being a mom. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like we were doing a lot of stuff, like football, basketball, dance recitals, yeah. uh, concerts, everything. Like doctors' appointments. Like I was like, how do you remember every single thing? Like the exact date and time, what you were wearing. Like every she's wild. She, so, yeah. but she would remember it better than I could. But I did a local talent show in Virginia Beach. Okay. And I ended up making it to like the top five of that competition. Okay. Um, and I think somebody who was like a judge on the competition, like was like, they're having auditions for the Apollo, like in a, a month or two or something like that. So then we just, you know, saved up some gas money and took a, took a trip up to, to, to Harlem and I auditioned for this, this lady. And it was, it was in a small room and there was like a few other people in there and, I want to say I sang um, I sang John Legend for the audition because that's what I ended up singing for the the show, the actual performance as well. Um, I was 14. I remember um, I sang um, So High by John Legend. I don't know if you ever heard that that one before. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of people were like getting married to that song at the right. time. 
they would they would have like their first dance or yeah. um the brides would like walk down the aisle to right. song so yeah. um at that age i was singing for weddings as well i was doing that doing that song a go. lot for weddings and um i sang it and she let me onto the show so then we ended up coming back like a month or so later and um i remember it like it was yesterday because <laughs> i was super nervous and um I, I wasn't digging my clothes. I was like, I was like, man, I don't know if this outfit is really going. You know, at that time, we were wearing like the baggy button ups with the the big flowers on it. I had like a brown and blue, like brown and blue flowers all over this huge button up. Like I'm probably right. like I'm probably like five two, like a hundred twenty pounds, wearing like triple XL shirt and yeah. jeans that are like dumb big. And I had on some white Nike. <laughs> and I got up there. We got we got to rehearse before the show. And they played the song like, you know, the normal tempo and everything was cool. The rehearsal was super easy. It was, it was Ray True and the crew. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to them for like two minutes and run the song. And then they practiced with everybody else. But Mark, when we got out on, when I got out on that stage and I came out and I got to rub the log um, and talk to the, the host beforehand, I was super nervous. And I was like, I was like, all right, they start the song. And for some reason, they're playing the song like, 50 clicks faster than, <laughs> than than what we rehearsed. I'm like, this is supposed to be like a ballad. Like, I'm trying to sing to the, the ladies right now. You know, right. to, you know, baby, since the day you came into my life. And they hit me with the baby, since the day you came into my life. And I'm like, oh my God, man. I, yeah, yeah. Like, so I turned it into like a like a dancey kind of song. Like I'm moving around. I hit the splits and I got up and span a couple of times, like at one point in the song. Cause I'm like, I can't, I don't have enough. Um, At that point, I didn't have enough experience to like command the band and like know how to tell them to slow down. And, you know, and I'm so nervous. So I'm like, I'm just going to have to rock with whatever's, whatever's happening right now. So okay. that, was, that was super scary, but I, I ended up getting through it and I, I won that night. Wow! And I got a check and everything. My first, my first paid check was from Apollo Theater as a right. as a performer. Hey, now what a story! What a story! Crazy. You know, you know how that all happened was because you rubbed that log. Right, right, right. <laughs> both both hands, multiple times, as many times as I could before <laughs> before starting. Now, just to be clear, that for those uh, that are watching and listening. If you have not seen the, the Apollo Theater, go ahead and YouTube it, and we'll, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's showtime at the Apollo. At the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think it still comes on uh, at night or something. I can't remember. But... Like they play like reruns or, or Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. There you go. We used to love watching that show, man. That was one of my favorite shows as a as a child, man. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And the history, you know, coming through everybody that's come through there, you know, amazing. So now you're going uh, to out of the Apollo, and mm -hmm. fourteen. I would imagine you feel like you're on cloud nine. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Now you're you're still in high school. Still in high school, like a freshman, freshman sophomore. Okay. Now what? You go back to high school. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. Your friends and everything in high school. 
what what are they saying? <laughs> oh, oh man, we can't talk to him anymore. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they weren't they weren't they weren't shocked. They weren't super shocked though because I went to a performing arts um high school, so we had to audition to get into that that school anyway. So everybody who was there, um okay. for most people that was there, it was like half of the school was performing arts and half of it was like just regular students. They weren't really trying to do any anything in the performing arts, visual and performing arts uh, area. So, And what, what's the name of the school and where was this at again? This is uh, the Visual and Performing Arts Academy of Salem High School in Virginia Beach. Okay, Virginia Beach. There we go. 757. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they weren't super shocked. They were like, they're like, why did you even come back? Like, you should have just stayed <laughs> in, in, in New York. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I'm like, man, I, I, I wish yeah. um, that was all of that. That time was like such a, a, a crazy time because literally like right before we went to um, New York to uh, went to Harlem, the talent show that I did, I ended up getting offered a um, they offered me Universal Motown at the time offered me a development artist deal oh wow like a two-year deal um and that that was like my that was my first major offer but we ended up not taking it because they wanted me to move to new york and my mom um even though they were going to have like tutors and you know still make sure i get like a schooling and an education and all that stuff my mom just did not want to go to new york and um she didn't want me out there and she just didn't want to do do it, take that route. So right. that was, all of that was just a crazy time. And it was like, man, we still ended up going to, to New York, like around that same time to to do something. And even in my American Idol uh, journey, I still ended up in New York. So it's just been like a few times where I just I kept ending up in New York. And it's like, man, maybe we should have took that development, right. that development deal, you know, like. But she was like, no, nah, I want you to finish having a normal childhood and da 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 da. And I'm like, man. Like looking back, I'm like, I don't know if we, I don't yeah. know. Like you never know. You just never know where, what it, what it could have turned in right. to. But we literally sat down with an entertainment lawyer okay. um, at the time and the, the A&R from Universal Motown, me, my mom, and those two people. And they're like, right. yeah, we're going to give you this development deal. You know, we'll, we'll develop your, your brand and your, your artistry right. and your skills for two years. And if everything's on the up and up, you would be the, you, you know, you would be the artist that we are trying to right. promote, right. you know, so. Well, um, you know, um, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just another piece of the the story, yeah. you know. You yeah. know, and again, super, super young. Like that was in like my first two years of like stepping out and like you know just right. trying to be a be an yeah. artist, you know. And you know, moms, moms got to do what moms got to do and watch out for their babies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people out there. Not that this company would be, but uh, you know, you gotta take it for with a grain of salt you know and yeah. and uh but you did uh end up moving in 08 is that correct um in 08 i went to college so i moved but i didn't really move i moved i went to richmond virginia and i was going to um vcu out there virginia commonwealth university okay yeah studying studying what music, music. Vocal, vocal performance music performance so I was learning like the classical style of of right. singing and 
um a crazy amount of music theory and right just all, everything in that realm like as much as i could learn in that 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 two years that i was there yeah now you uh were you writing your material at that point i started writing around like 16 okay 16 17 and and so those songs were like if they weren't boo boo they ended up being like just super <laughs> super 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 simple right like <laughs> I was like, I was like, I couldn't probably write a verse to save my life, but I could like always write like a catchy little hook, like yeah. super simple hook, right? Like, but the verses just never really. I was like, what am I even saying, right? <laughs> like, I have some of the old re recordings, and I'm like, this is, this is horrible. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's what it's supposed to be like, you know, starting out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So you started writing, and then um, I've got you at performing Grammy Award-winning producer working with that. Tell us about that experience. Oh man, Timberland, Timberland came to uh, Timberland, another another producer from the the seven five seven producer artist, super producer. I guess you got to call him now, not not just a regular producer. You got to put super in front of him. Yeah. Um. So this guy, um, came back. <laughs> to Salem High School to like donate a bunch of like, um, I think it was Hewlett Hewlett Packard computers. I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. At the time, um, but not only did he do that, he actually came in and he he worked with the choir, <clears throat> um, like our school's top choir at the time. Um, but it was it was crazy, like the whole setup for that because, um, <laughs> my my choir director, he had. He had pretty much assigned me and three other students to like put together this um this little short performance for like a, a school assembly. And it was super random and sus how he like had us like like do it. Like he called us into his office and he was like, Hey, hey, do you guys know who uh who this uh who this Timbaling guy is? <laughs> and, and he's like, he's probably like, I don't remember how old Dr. K was at the time. He's gotta be like in his like late 40s or early 50s maybe um and you know he's just a just a cool chill white right. dude he like he like loves billy joel and like all of this type of stuff and he's he's got his doctorate in choral music and all this stuff so right. he's he's hip but he's not like super hip to who temple yeah. who these other people are and i'm like that genre yeah 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 so so he gets to talking and i'm like i'm like 16 or se i'm maybe 17 at this time and after that little meeting i grabbed my my choir members who he had had in the meeting i was like yo i was like yo i was like yo timberland's coming to this school and they started they started laughing at me they were like they were like timberland's not coming to timberland would never come here like why would he come here and i'm like i'm like yo listen to the messenger who just who just you heard what he just said to us like we've been working with this man for three years almost four years like why in the hell would he have us do a timberland song so that's funny. And they, and they didn't believe me. They still didn't believe me. So I was like, all right, this performance is about to be dopest. This is about to be one of the dopest things we ever did. So I had us doing choreo. I had us wearing like outfits. <laughs> um, uh, we ended up doing um, My Love by Justin Timberlake. We did that song. Okay. So I had, I had us doing choreo. And I had my homeboy do the, the rap part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, rap part, and so we do. We get to the assembly day, and we're ready to kill it. Um, 
we get on stage, we start singing the song. And then like almost halfway through the song, Timbaland walks out on stage at my oh. high school while we're, while we're performing the song. Oh no. Mark, the, 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 the freaking, <laughs> freaking auditorium exploded. Like it sounded, it sounded like, it sounded like fireworks were going off. And inside, like I've never heard my school get that loud ever in my entire freaking life. Like everyone lost their, they lost their minds. They like, oh my God, it's Timbaland. So, and I knew it. So I'm yelling at my friends on stage. I'm like, I told you, I told you he was coming. I told you. I told you, but you didn't believe me. <laughs> so I walk up to Timberland and I dap him up. Oh my I dap him up and he's like, people are still screaming. And he's like, man, y'all are up here killing it. And we're just, everybody's just like, I can't believe Timberland is literally standing right next to us right now. Wow. Like, so it was, it was crazy. Like after that, he, um, he's like told the whole school that he's donating computers. And wow. um, then he came and um, he did like a little master class, like with our, our choir. And then after the master class, he pulled me aside. And this man walked me around the whole entire campus, the whole entire, the whole campus. Like we were just walking around and he had like cameras and stuff following him. And oh, um, man. he's telling me, he's like, man, he was like, yo, like not to single you out, but you like, you killed that man. Like, there you go. JT would have been like, dang, like you, like you, you're doing it like that, seventeen, like. Right. So, so after that, we go back to um. They made the band room, which was right next to the choir room. They made the band room like his green room. Okay. So we went over there and they had like a bunch of food and he had like a free clothes and CDs and stuff everywhere. So I got I got to eat some of the food he gave me like a a, a, um, a t shirt. You were waiting for a car. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then at the time I had this like super boo-boo demo on me. Like I probably had been in the studio for less than a year at that, at that point in my yeah. career, but I had a little demo on me because I knew he was coming. I already knew he was coming. So I was prepared. So I slid him up my demo. They had like maybe two or three songs on it. Right. And I know they were garbage. I know they were hot garbage. <laughs> I know they sound like hot garbage. You know what I mean? Right. But he's seen, he's seen me live. So he knows what the potential could, could sure. be from here, you know? Sure. So, he gave me his email address at the time and his number at the time. Yeah. So I called him and I emailed. Uh, unfortunately, never got a call back. And I was super salty about that for, for years. <laughs> like I called that number and that email, like not crazy, but I'll probably hit it up like maybe twice a month or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Like I know at that time he was touring and, and busy and he had some like, promiscuous girl out at the time. And yeah. doing stuff with, um, what was that? Is it, is it Nelly Furtado or, I think yeah. that's the name. I, don't, I can't remember everybody's yeah. life. Name. Life got in the way. Yeah, that's what that's what I assume. But I was always salty about that, and I was like, man, if I could have just like, we didn't even have to do no project or nothing to get together. I would have just been fine with like, you know, going to the studio and being like a fly on the wall. Like I'm just right. hitting back, like just you know, yeah. seeing how they how they they do the things, you know. Right. So mentoring kind of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm like, man, if man. But on that note, though, the well, you know, you you mentioned your your mom talking about having a uh, a typical uh, youth and young person kind of life. You didn't have that in the first place. I mean, <laughs> what, nobody, you know, that I know, you know, you end up on the Apollo, and 
and the experiences that you have. So you were already out the box at that time. That's true. And, and so now at this point here, you're thinking, okay, I've got this connection and it's starting to run dry a little bit. But mm-hmm. you did you did get a chance to do the national anthem. Um, and in that experience, talk about that a little bit. The national anthem for... Where, well, you, you, you talked about... Um, that you had, uh, you performed, or had many of us performed at a national anthem, and and um, and uh, let's see, I'm just reading my notes here. Yeah. It was with um, Timbaland. After that, after the experience with Timbaland, what what came up after that? After Timbaland, I, I couldn't get in contact with him or his people or his team, right? Um, and I'd say. The next kind of big move that happened after that, we got I got started finally getting paid <laughs> like consistently, a little, a little consistently as a performer. I guess that's when the boy the boy band really started kicking in and four score. For for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I like name better though, four score. <laughs> I'll have to keep that one in on the editing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, um, we ended up getting this, uh, our, our principal at the time, um, I don't remember if she was dating this guy or if she was married to him, but he, um, he owned this business that like hired performers to perform on the, on the ocean front, like on the streets, on the ocean front, like the sidewalk, oh, um, and the ocean, you know where the ocean front is out in Rocky. Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they called it beach street USA and they would like just set up little um boxes uh that would have like a sign on it that says beach street usa or whatever and we would get on top of those boxes and like bring our little sound system and we would just have four microphones and we'd be out there like just singing pop music r&b a little country a little soft rock you know just just having a good time so people have something to you know a little ear candy while they're walking down and seeing what they want to buy and whatever but a lot of times people would like you know they would stop for us and like we kind of be crowding up the street a little bit. So security would have to be like, all right, y'all gotta y'all gotta kind of keep it moving a little buy, bit. Buy something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Buy something. Buy a sing listen to a song or two and then keep it moving. But you know, we were super young. We were like 17, 18, 19, and we we just out there just trying to, you know, hustle and get a little check for you know something we love right. to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's that turned into um, eventually us like doing YouTube and eventually us doing X factor. And, right. um, that's where we met, uh, Paula Abdul and, uh, Pharrell Williams. And, right. um, we, we, we thought, we thought since we had somebody again from the seven, five, seven area on, right. on, on our side that we were going to be like, we were going to be like, not shoe ins, but at least we were going to get like further in, right. in competition, but we got, cut short right before the uh, the live rounds we were like dang 757 got so us I, in man i saw your clip talk about that you're on the x factor and then you make it on to of course um american idol mm-hmm. talk about that experience there because now you're thinking things are starting to move a little bit but yeah like like now we're talking about like international recognition and right. stuff like that so Especially for X Factor, because I think I think it hadn't been in the U.S. for that long. This this had to be like maybe like 2010 or so. 
I want to say like I don't even think I don't even think I have been legal to to drink alcohol (laughs) yet or it was like it was like just running up on that time so the group had actually um we moved out to Atlanta to pursue this production deal with um some of Brian Michael Cox's people um and then after a few months it kind of like fizzled out so we were like all right cool one of the members went back to school um, a couple of the guys stayed in Atlanta, Decatur. Um, I ended up getting a uh, no X Factor. X Factor happened before the ATL stuff, so we 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 dispersed after some college show we did. I want I want to say like 2009 or so. Um, and then something happened. I think one of the members got an email from X Factor saying, "Yo, if y'all want to come out to Seattle, Washington, we will." make sure that y'all get directly in front of the judges like ASAP. You don't have to go stand in no lines or do any of the preliminary rounds. You will get to stand right in front of Paul Abdul, LA Reed, Simon Cowell and Nicole Scherzinger. And we were like, hell yeah, we'll we'll get out to Seattle. (laughs) Don't have to tell us twice. Yeah. You don't have to tell us twice at all. Man, I was is I was broke as hell at the time. So I was like, man, now I said, hell yes. Now how am I going to get this money to, to get a flight from, I was living in Florida at the time. I was living in Orlando. I was going to full cell university. Right. I was like, how am I going to find X amount of dollars to get to, right. to Seattle? And I don't exactly remember how we came <laughs> up, with money, but we did come up with the money. We got a cheap little hotel. We had, we synchronized, you know, got our outfits all together, made sure we were, you know, at that point, we hadn't performed together in a good a good minute. Like we were wow. pretty much disbanded at that uh, at that time. You was know, that because of after school and just going in different directions, or I, I think some of it was because of you know we were going to different colleges and different states yeah. and cities, and some of it was just you know create creative differences or whatever. I can't remember exactly everything sure. that was sure. going on at that at that time, but yeah. there definitely was some 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 other stuff going on too, like a little bit of drama, but. Yeah. It wasn't nothing like it wasn't nothing like earth shattering. It's just, right. you know, you're young and you're trying young. to figure out life and your business and all of this stuff, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if it was if it was that bad, we wouldn't have wouldn't came back be. together at all to do anything. It'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to talk to that. Mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said my mama was. <laughs> but you said X Factor. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, we made it work. And. We got out there. We got out. That was my first time being in Seattle. And right. we uh we got out there. We got on on stage and they let us sing two songs. It was like a huge crowd, huge, 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 huge crowd. Um, and then the four judges, and we sang, we sang um Firework by Katy Perry. Okay. And then we sang um End of the Road by Boys to Men. And um yeah. we bodied both of those songs, and the crowd yeah. was like losing their minds. They were yeah. like they're like these dudes are handsome, clean cut, got yeah, the heart He's like a little stage blocking. They know how to work the stage. They're super comfortable together, and right. you know, and, and and Simon Cowell gave us the cosign. Like, and you know, Simon Cowell's like the hardest person to please. Like, <laughs> the hardest person to please. Like, if he's not messing with you, he's gonna be like, "Hey, yeah. that was that was garbage." Like, yeah. right? Yeah. You shouldn't be on this show. Right on, um, right in front of the whole world. In front of the whole entire world. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, he said something like, if, if, 
he was like uh, he was like america and the world would be like super proud to have you as their right rep representation in like music or r&b music or something like he said something like that yeah. so we were like that was like our first time performing we were for them we were like yeah we might i was like we might win this show like we might yeah. we might be top three just off just off of what he said like that's yeah. how we that's how we felt sure sure but you know it didn't end up happening right. that that way you know yeah. but so uh, but you know the music you're trying to keep that music in your heart your being but also it's a business for you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so after that talk about your feeling did you feel like you know, now maybe I'll pursue, you know, this typical job or does the music keep you going? The music absolutely keeps me going. Like, I feel like, I feel like I probably, I feel like I probably wouldn't even be alive if I wasn't doing music, honestly. I, like, I feel you. Because it's been one of the few things in my entire life that's like always been there. Like, right. always, 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 no matter what's going on like i could i've been homeless multiple times i'm still able to listen to yeah. music and able to even create music right. while, while homeless you know what i mean so it's like right. it's that thing that's like never ever ever you can never take yeah. this one thing away from me only i can take it away from myself and even still i, I probably still couldn't take it away from <laughs> from myself like i'm going to hear something you can't stop yourself from hearing unless you're hearing right. just goes away you know but do you you know on that note you do, I don't know, there have been times in my life, and I, I'm with you on the music and being alive, because it, it definitely has played that role in my life. But there have been times in my life where I wanted to throw the music away, stop playing. I was mad at it, like, you know, Jesus, like the Lord, you know, and say, no, I, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But it keeps coming back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And your creativity, you start writing music and uh, tell us where you go from there. And you, you left X Factor, you might be a little disappointed. What yeah, brings we you back in? We were super disappointed when we left X Factor. X Factor. We were super, super disappointed because we were like, dang, we're finally going to be able to be with a team that can like, like at that time they had like people who like, dress you and stuff and help you you know give you like a makeover and all that stuff i'm like finally we're not gonna look like broke boys no more <laughs> they're gonna put us with the chains on they're gonna hook, hook the hair up we're gonna have the, the fancy earrings and, and the, the nice button-ups and fitted stuff and you know we're in shape i'm like boys we about to we about to be looking phenomenal we about to look like a million bucks literally right, right. like and sound like a million bucks so i was look we were really looking forward to like you know seeing ourselves in that light you know instead sure. of broke budget boys you know what i mean <laughs> so we, we uh we were like like i said we were disbanded for a while so after x factor we had a meeting and we were like yo y'all want to try keep trying to group thing or everybody just go back to their corners of the earth and whatever you know finish yeah. school or whatever and we all we were all like you know what we got way too close to like just give up on it so that's when we ended up we moved we all went back to our places and made arrangements for us to move to Decatur uh, or Atlanta and figure out how to make this production deal work with some of Brian Michael Cox's uh, oh, people. And Brian Michael Cox is like a huge R&B producer. Like he's done stuff for everybody. Marcus Houston and um, 
all these all these big name, pretty much any big R and B song in the like late nineties, early two thousands, right. and even some some kind of current. Brian Michael Cox has been uh, has a part in it. So we were like, we're gonna work with some of his people, and if they're messing with some of the product we come up with, then we might get to work with him. So we were just trying to hustle that that right. that that uh that angle on it that angle, yeah. And um, after like a good few months, it just turned into like not being a fruitful thing. So we were like, you know what? Let's just count our losses. You know, we, we came out here, we grinded. We were still doing shows while we were out there. We were hitting the gym. We were hitting the studio. Like we were yeah. being productive. It just didn't turn into like a, yeah. a tangible thing. So after that, that's when I, I auditioned for um, Disney's Lion King. And um, I, I auditioned while I was in Atlanta. And then uh, that's when I moved to Orlando. And that's when that that part of my Okay. Yeah. Career started. That's where most of my adult career was was With at the, Orlando. Yeah. That catapulted you into your creativity and, and your next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about that. Where where did you go? So as soon as I got the job, I um I moved from Decatur to, to Leesburg, Florida, where my mom was staying at the time. My mom's from Leesburg, Florida. So she always wanted uh, us to like kind of stay where she lived at just to see what it was like um, or like where she grew up at. So I stayed there for a few months while I was um, in rehearsals for Lion King. And then after that, I got my 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 own uh, apartment out in Orlando. And then I just started figuring out how how Orlando works and how to, <laughs> you know, book my own gigs and be my be my own advocate and um, right. started recording so, solo projects and working with other producers and um, small production teams that, you know, are all about, you know, producing and mixing and engineering and trying, you know, just trying to find my own sound and my own voice. Putting your business together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in super hustle mode. Like (laughs) 2013 to like 2015. Well, honestly, all of my time there was nonstop, but that first two or three years was like crazy nonstop. And then that's when American Idol came into the picture like 2015 20 okay. yeah 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 now talk about that experience and that's you know with the i want to touch before you get into the american idol you're on a delicate line because you've got that music in your soul you're creating but you're turning that into a business and did you have to fight between this is something so intimate for you, but then you want it to be lucrative? <laughs> did did that come into play at all, or you just focused on that ching ching? Uh, I guess that there's like a couple of ways I look at that because where where I was at in Orlando, it was like so easy to like get locked into um money making opportunities and they weren't like huge money making opportunities it was just like okay you can if you all did go out to a bunch of auditions you can have a role here at this part you can have a role here at this part you can have a role in this uh corporate band you can have a role in this acapella group you can have a a role in this sound team you can have a role in this photo team you can you like you can have so many different you can wear so many different hats and have so many many different sources of income you know so yeah. it wasn't in terms of that, I wasn't really looking at it too much. I was looking at using those things to fund 
my, oh, okay. my solo music endeavors. A stepping stone in learning. Mm -hmm. But okay. I guess I guess what you're saying with the the soul um, with with trying to figure out how to make money with like original music is kind of where I kind of have a um, a little push and pull because you're trying to generally what I like the music that I would naturally like to make right. from my heart isn't necessarily the hottest selling. <laughs> sound you know what i mean so i have to i have to find a way i'd, I'd constantly struggle to find a way to make like kind of like what's popular at the time like what we would hear in the club right. while we were dancing or doing whatever like you right. know getting drunk too or smoking <laughs> or yeah. like i'd have to find elements of that stuff and put it into what i naturally do right. on my own when i'm producing and songwriting and stuff like that so i'm like okay so what can i do I would I would do I would start with my way first and then I'd be like, oh, go back to it and be like, what can I do to add elements of whatever is hot in R&B at, at the time? You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Or yeah. R&B and hip hop at the time, you yeah. know, so yeah. that, that first that first album I did in Florida, the um, the I want more album that probably was like the closest I felt like I ever got to like being mm -hmm. um, something that was like me. And something that was like commercial, like at the same time, like, right. like it sounds like this, but like it's hit, it hits a little different because of the way I, I, I approached it from like a early 2000s, like right. kind of R&B yeah. style. Cause that's just where, that's just where my heart is all, right. is always at, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. You want to um, keep that part of you mm -hmm. in that music, but also you want to, make it appealing to the people that are going to buy it. Right. Yeah. Right. So if it's going to be a dance thing, you got to have certain elements in the production that makes it fit in with the hotter dance songs at the time. If it's going to be a hip hop right. thing, you got to have certain elements that's going to sure. have stuff that make people, you know, that right. catches people's ears yeah. at, at the time. And I, we had a, a blast putting that, that I want more album together. Like all that stuff I mostly wrote on my own. I would have, I have my, my homie uh, P P Butter and the producer JR at the time like come in and like they'd be like, all right, well this part is cool, but like try try saying this or try doing that and did it like just making little tweaks and they'd lead me down a different hallway and I'd be like, you know what, I don't know if I want to go down there, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Let's try yeah. let's try and write this, you know, put this together, you know. And it's just right. just being creative, man. Creative. Like that, that was some of the most fun times I ever had. Like yeah. like creating music. Right, 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 right on. Um, stage presence on stage and your mm -hmm. performance in a little while, we're going to play one of your originals, um, ironically for your wife, if I got that right. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, okay. You didn't just get recently married, but explain that a little bit. You've been married, but you did a redo. We, we, we got married, um, a few months after I got out of boot camp. And then um, literally like within the next month, we had started planning like the actual wedding because I know both of our moms would have killed us if we didn't have like an actual like <laughs> actual like wedding celebration. So we finally had the actual full family and friends, big wedding celebration. Um, what was that like a month ago now? What's, what's today's date? Today's uh, March 25. So almost almost a month ago. Yeah. Almost yeah. a whole month ago. There you go. 
And it was uh, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. Before we get into the the track, um, you find yourself boot camp and going into the uh, the Navy. How did you shake hands with that? Oh man, shake hands! <laughs> How did I salute to that? Oh man, so um, you know, as as you know, a lot of people went through and you know still are going through hard yeah. times due to to covid yeah um and uh for me that was just like yeah it was like that was almost like a like a completely clean slate like right. like if i hadn't been like recording doing recording work from home and having clients and right. um started picking up doing uh vocal coaching on the side and stuff like that i would have been like completely yeah. Probably would have been sleeping in my my car. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Mark and Timmy wouldn't. They wouldn't have had me sleeping in the, in the right. car. Right. Yeah. Um, damn near close, you know. So right. like I had to almost start all the way over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still had voice play at the time. We were still doing videos and stuff, but it wasn't the same as you know, right. gigging, gigging, and going out and making making the the, the big the bigger dollars. You know, a lot of musicians had it rough at, at that time. Super rough, super yeah. rough. So I had to, I had to, I was forced to like just sit down and re-evaluate. And I'm like, I know I'm gonna have to make a super hard decision. And I was like, my mom, my mom was like, you know, you probably could do the the navy if you, you know, if you look right. look into it. They have they have them, they they hire musicians. Sure. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if I really want to go that route. But it's like the more I looked into it, it just seemed like. Right. It was going to make more sense in the long run. I'm trying to I'm getting to that age where, you know, I want to have kids and a family and right. I want to have a sustainable career. And it's like right. it's not going to look how I thought it was going to look 20 years ago, you know, like having a record deal or, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, like that. Like that was like the that was like the the yeah. pinnacle back then. It was like, bro, you got to get a record deal bro. you got to get a record, right. deal, get a record deal. You know, or you got to get YouTube famous. Or you got to get YouTube famous. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, like right. one of those two things. You know, so it's like it just it just made more sense to 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 join up and serve because right. I knew it was gonna it was gonna um, lead me to a a a a place I've never been before and give me more you know more stability in a, a a quicker time frame than doing the other other things that i was doing with right and that's you know no disrespect to anybody yeah um that i was working with or anything at the time you know it's just right we all got different different goals and we live different lives and we you know perceive things different right. you know so but what i like about what you're saying is that the common thread was your music your creativity and even though these things came in your way, you are finding and still are finding a way, correct me if I'm wrong, to keep that musical thread in your life. You, you're getting, you know, you're getting married, you're moving, you're serving your country, and you're able to still use your talent in that direction. It's not, in other words, it's not like you said, okay, well, I'm going to just go and be a dentist. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that's it. No offense to dentists out there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you are keeping that uh, thread going on. And so it's in your core, it's in your DNA. Absolutely. And, 
Um, and I commend you for that. And thank you for your service without you and your wife. Let me play this clip um, for you. Take us through your process of writing this. Uh, and, and the people listening and watching will get an idea of, of how you're putting your, your music together. Talk about that. Well, for this song, it was like, I don't want to say it was like super easy, but it literally just starting from like the beginning of the relationship. Right. You know, verse one, it's like, how did, how do we meet? You know, I saw, I saw a picture of her on a, on a, a dating site. And I was like, I seen her. She had like the little purple dress on with the thigh out. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> that's like, that's like step one. But like, okay, we can start. We'll just start there with right. it you know? but like right. when i heard the the when i first heard this uh beat this instrumental online i was like oh i was like oh man this gotta be i was like when you hear something you know when it's gotta be like deep or if it's gotta be like uh, super funky or it's gotta hit hard or something that that one i was like oh this is this is, a, this is the- obviously a love song like it's right. it's got a little waltz to it it's got a, i call it a little r&b waltz right. feel yeah. to it i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna I'm have to write yeah. something too and then i was like dang the song's like almost seven minutes i was like i've never written a song this, this long before <laughs> and then there's a key change in it i'm like is. i was like they don't do key changes in r&b music anymore. like well, <laughs> earth wind and fire does about four di- different key changes. no i know <laughs> literally just talking about that yesterday too um i was trying to hit them philip bailey notes and everything <laughs> yeah yeah well, this right, I've got this clipped, uh, trimmed right, re- right before the key change. So let's take a listen to it. First of all, what was your wife's uh, her her emotional or face when she was here? She was crying like a big baby, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. When you can when you can express yourself like that, That's and you right. are able to get the point 
across like right. effectively and then you see the person that you wrote that that song for that you literally poured your heart out for like receive the receive it received it like fully like that like and she's not really a crier like that so when i got her (laughs) i I was like yeah you know i'm I'm never letting you live that down like like (laughs) that's right there you go gotta get that on youtube video (laughs) absolutely that's what i should have did i should have had her listen to it for the first time and record recorded her yeah would have been good that's great, man. Well, I'll tell you what, the the journey that you've given us today is not over and we're looking forward to seeing. So now you're you're uh all transparency, you're up in Washington um playing in the, the same band with my son. Tell mm-hmm. tell us about what's going on. Navy band Northwest. I'm out here out here in Silverdale where we get, you know, Get it, we get like five days of sun out of 300. <laughs> um, you know, and we're in uh, I'm in the popular music group mostly. So in that group, you know, we play all the all the top 40 stuff, um, all the, the dance stuff, the the classic rock, the, the some a little bit of funk, um, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of hip hop, do a little bit of rock. Just a little bit of everything, but it's like yeah. the hits, the, the hits. So everybody yeah. knows that we want we want to keep the dance floor yeah. packed type of yeah. situation. But that's where that's where me and me and Jared right. come in. There you, go. there you go. There you go. Well, look, man, I want to thank you so much for doing this. It's been a great ride to to hear. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the future of you and your family and moving forward. And God bless you. Absolutely. Um, God bless you too. Mark. Before I let you go, talk to the to the audience. Uh, we have a, a a wide span of people from some of my former students, uh, Tina and um, Carlos, to old folks like me. <laughs> Why continue to play music? Why keeping it in your body and soul? Oh man, I think. I think the why is uh obviously the why is different for everybody, but for for me, it's just um to stay motivated and inspired, man. Like nothing nothing makes me feel like how music makes me feel. Like it's literally like a life source at this point. So I could I could just never see myself putting it down and like just completely giving it up. It's like you gotta keep it going because you never know what your your song or your your verse or whatever you're you're playing could be like inspiring somebody to like you know literally keep going you know you know what i mean so and it's if it's keeping you going why why stop doing it keeping you going no matter no matter what the pitfalls are or what the results are if they're not looking like how you want them to look or whatever it's like at the end of the day you always have that that music to to and be safe in there you go I love yeah. that. Be safe in because yeah. uh, we're going through things now, and and music just just gotta keep us uh, our soul happy. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's you know out, outside forces are going crazy. Well, God bless and uh, say hello to your wonderful wife for us. Absolutely. 
Um, I want to thank our listeners for taking a ride with us uh, on this journey. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget, let's do the business. You can uh, find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, let's try to play all the right notes. You've been listening to The Podium. If you would like to be a guest on The Podium, email the show at onthepodium2 at gmail.com. That's O-N-T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M-T-O-O at gmail.com.